What is up and welcome in to the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined as always by my outstanding co-host, two of my favorite guys to talk sports with. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Grambling State Tigers. He was all swack. He's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got the NFL draft enthusiast. He's got a lot to talk about, I bet, after this weekend. <laughs> He's Glenn Morgan. You can get all catch all his work on NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app, a.k.a. RGM. Gentlemen, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> what's up, dog? You know I'm excited. <laughs> You know I'm pumped to talk about the Bears. Bears. <laughs> this this was this was this was a really good weekend in sports for so, me. Uh, <laughs> Come on now, we start off with a good note. Don't start, you know, a little, mean, little shade. Come on yeah, now. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> y'all like y'all like fifty fifty percent. <laughs> Cause of, you know, cause of the Bears, I'm a hundred percent cause of the Bears and Yankees. You know, uh, <laughs> I got I got a little something to say about that that uh, the White Sox Yankee series. I, I wasn't all that mad about that, but uh, let's start with the Bears. I think that's right now what's what's on all of our minds, and uh, we saw some very good things out of number one. Mm-hmm. My man Justin Fields, he showed up, showed out, um, and I, I was happy with the with the little sample size that I saw mm-hmm. in the first preseason game against Miami. I was I was happy with it. What what did you guys think? Uh, I was I was very happy with what I saw. I, I mean, in every aspect of it, the way it started, the way it ended, like he started it was a little rough. Couple penalties, back them up. Like I, I, I didn't. What I didn't want to see is to be all highs. Mm-hmm. Just, but like, even though it wasn't really a low, but it was just like, okay, it's new. Like everybody's trying to figure it out. Uh, who was right. that that just ran off the line? It was like, but <laughs> to his defense, the the play clock was about to hit zero. <laughs> right, right, right. He just took off like. You know, but it was like, okay, that's first game jitters. And let's let's just see the progression. It was like he never looked phased though. Mm-hmm. Comfortable. Time. Comfortable the entire time. I'm like, yeah, you you see different. And and to me, one of the most underrated things that I that probably is going unnoticed that I saw, Andy Dalton know he probably get one or two starts. Andy, Andy, Andy Dalton is like, to me, he it genuinely looked like he was his biggest chili. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he know, like, I'm just here to make sure everything is right for him to step in. Sure, I'm sure that $10 million he's getting helps a little bit. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, of, course, a little bit. of course, but but he, he know, he know he, he he know his days are very is numbered. I mean, we already hearing Fields is taking first team reps this week, so <laughs> he's probably gonna get the start Saturday, this coming Saturday. So we, I, I was very impressed. Definitely gave us what we've been wanting to see. Um, yeah, I honestly didn't see much change in the play caller. 
I feel like we saw the same type of plays that they tried to run with the previous QB, but we just saw how they would look if they're executed. So, <laughs> I mean, so I mean, that that was the main thing. That was the main thing for me. I, I couldn't be happier. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'll say this starting out, it, it was okay. It, you know, it was average, uh, a little below my expectations. And let's move on to the Cubs. Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> Man, are you kidding me? Now, look, I, I'll, I'll put out all the caveats first. I understand most of what he did was against the second team. Yes. Okay. Understood. It's a preseason game. Understood. Um. And then that's it. <laughs> everything, everything else was like, are you kidding me? Uh, what I love is he feels it. I'll, I'll give Nagy some credit too. They didn't force anything, especially the first, you know, first few possessions because they were backed up. So, you know, it doesn't make any sense to try and put him in a bad situation, expose him to needless abuse, so on and so forth. Justin took what was given to him. Didn't try to force anything. Okay. Shows a nice, you know, head on his shoulders, poise composure all that and then what i love was nagy said okay hey look right before the half we got a little bit better field position let's go for it let's a two-minute drill let's see what we can do let's see if we can get a little something a little momentum going and justin's like cool let's do this and they started making some plays and you saw it you saw it like oh man i hope he comes back in the third quarter I hope he comes mm-hmm. back in the third quarter <laughs> and, and they got that field goal it's like all right that's that's what you need you know just it wasn't major adversity, but it was working through the kinks, like you guys said, yeah. just kind of feeling it out. And then, man, I think the brother went 12 for 14 down the stretch, you know, ran for a touchdown, 30, 33 yards rushing, and they were safe runs. You know, he he did it smartly. Um, you know, the fumble was a little disconcerting. And it, what I loved about Justin, I'll talk about this a little bit later on, but uh, as far as in his press conference, he admitted, yeah, I think I need to retire the spin move because that's what got him jacked up in the Clemson game. And he almost fumbled, the, almost lost the ball here in the preseason. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to retire the spin move. Just I'm like, yes. Yeah, 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 just go down. No more spinning. You know, you don't have to do Lamar Jackson thing. Um, and then, man, the passes he was making, dude, you know, and then giving his player, uh, I think it was, I can't remember the brother's name, the number 18, I think it was. He, he caught the pass. Uh, was it Rod, I can't remember the brother's name right now, but it was a nice play. It was, it was basically it was it was a 50-50 ball. Yeah. It was a 50-50 ball. Adams. And but he I think it was Adams. Adams thank yeah. you. Yeah. Adams. But it's 50-50 ball, but he put it over towards a out of bounds. So either the guy the receiver is gonna get it or it's gonna be defended. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Incomplete, exactly. The DB hadn't turned his head yet. Yeah, that's the other thing. Too. His head. Smart, yeah. smart pass. And the guy they, they you know that shows that his connectivity with the receivers and, and they and they with him. And then, man, the touchdown pass was a typical Nagy, you know, play that you call early in the season before the league sees what you're doing and can defend it. <laughs> but you scheme a guy open. So let's not get it wrong. Let's not get it bent. It wasn't like Justin, you know, had to sift through defenses. Yeah. He was the, the, the receiver, the tight end was schemed open. Uh, Jesse James was schemed open. But here's the thing I love. <laughs> man, I, and I was watching Justin set his feet, took his time and made a nice, easy pass and catch. He didn't overdo yeah. it. He didn't throw him over. He didn't rush it. He didn't get all, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't lose it. He was like, he'd like, he'd been there before. And I'm like, dude, do y'all not just see here? We have a legitimate quarterback and Nagy has 
a guy he's been looking for to try to do the things he wants to do, but don't get a bit. You still need to run the ball. And I thought they did a pretty good job running the ball too. I thought Nagy did a pretty decent job overall. Uh, but what I love most, and I'm, I'm going to stop talking a moment because I don't, don't want to hog it all up. <laughs> I love, I thought he won in the press conference, the post game press conference. I thought he did better than that than he did in the game. And I thought he did fantastic <laughs> in the game. If you listen to his post game press conference, I'm like, dude, what are you like a 10 year veteran? I mean, he was, He's always been calm, cool, collected. He is he, he, he that's, the, that's that's the other thing. He's always been the same dude. He's always been the same cat, you know. So this is this isn't anything, anything new for me because I've been watching him since Ohio State. But for the Chicago fans in general, it's like wow. And dude, if you listen to it, and anybody listen to our, our our episode today, go back and, and YouTube his press conference and listen to how eager the reporters are and just how enthused they are to ask him questions and realize he's not going to give them a pat answer. He's going to give them a thorough explanation, like like he's going to legitimize every question that's being asked to him. And every reporter out there wants that. It's like, yeah, I want my question to feel like it's an important question. Oh, Justin, please, can you make me feel more important? Oh, God, thank you. Wait, I can ask you another question? Oh, my God. And he's answering that. He didn't run away. I mean, dude, it, it was phenomenal. And I, I was just, you know, it, it, he is a product of his family by, by, by definition in terms of just being nurtured and raised the right way. And you see that it, he, and I, I don't want to put too much on him and say he's like the perfect human being. I'm not trying to come across that. But what I'm saying is this guy is legitimate on and off the field at this point from what we can tell. And it just seems like he just has so much more to offer going forward. Cause literally that, that old age old adage scratching the surface, we are just literally scratching the scratch of the surface. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, this dude has so much more to offer. What I took from that game, I saw Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> with 10 times more poise <laughs> and, and much more accuracy. Mm-hmm. And that that's, that's exactly. what he was. And yeah. let's, 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 you know, yeah. what it, what it was, you know, when, when Tim was here, the bears won some football games, the bears Mitch went to the playoffs to a right, right, right. When Mitch was here, he, he got us to the playoffs two out of three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so Did he now? Imagine. Well, Did I'm he? saying he was, he was the quarterback. Now, okay. Let's say he's a quarterback. Just imagine if he wasn't back there getting rattled and, and overthrowing guys that were that were you know wide open by twenty yards. Just imagine what 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 could have done. Remember, boy, spiking balls into the 20, yeah, 20, mm-hmm. 2018, 2018, We only lost by one to Philly in in in, in the playoff game. Don't get me started. So just imagine if we if we had a guy. Just imagine if we had home. Uh, we, man, stop! I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, you, I'm, I'm getting sorry. riled up. Go there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. He was so smooth, man. He was yeah. so smooth. And this is probably something that, you know, other teams that have that have had quarterbacks before, like, are you guys serious? This is something we, we really don't see very often, man. Yeah. Ever? Yeah. <laughs> Ever? God's pressure would come and he knew when when to take a step up, when mm-hmm. to take a step back. Mm-hmm. You know, right. didn't didn't well, get get rattled like oh my goodness. You know, if he needed to spin out and and, and right. get some extra time, he did that. He's looking upfield trying to make a play. You know, mm-hmm. can throw on the run, and then when that he needs was... to take off, he can take off and he can get you a first down. Did you? 
Yeah, it was it was two throws to me mm-hmm. that was like, yeah, yeah, this, this guy's that guy. And it was the one, it was before it was on the drive before half. Mm-hmm. He rolls out, he's about to take off, but he's he's pointing, uh-huh. he tell the receiver, boom, and he's he dumps it in there, boom, first down. And like he and then he got the one to I think. Was it Jesse James or was it uh, touchdown? Jesse, just not, t- not that one. The one bef- to stop the clock right before. Uh, oh, I'm not certain. But to one. get it was one of the tight ends on the sideline. Mm-hmm. It's kind of similar. Caught it, got out of bounds to uh, stop the clock to start get the field goal. But it was right. like you said, him looking upfield as he's got a lane to run, yeah. but he's still looking to get get the ball out his hands right, and right, like right. not leave himself in danger. And you know, and I'm like, yeah, see, this this kid, his he was just very comfortable, man. That's that's something that Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers did to us forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Get out, get out mm-hmm. to the pocket, and 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 once you start seeing that hand doing see, that, yeah, it's like you oh, see that sh- hand pointing, and then, <laughs> and then they zip it to him. That that, that man, thirty yeah. years of that has been going on, and, oh. and and our guys seem to never do that, never. Dude. There was that one pass, and it, it looked like a mini no look. It looked like a mini no look from one angle because it looked like I'm like, oh, he's gonna pass it. Wait, no, he didn't pass it. That dude, because it's like it looked like his head was looking one way, but then he passed it further down. Like the, the closer, the closer receiver is who he was looking at to me from one angle, but then he passed it further downfield, another like 10, 15 yards downfield, and the receiver caught it going low to the ground. You know, I was just like, dude, was that a mini no look pass? Like a, <laughs> Oh snap, dude! It, it reminded me like basketball, you know, like a Magic Johnson. No look, you know, you look, you look a person off. And that's what it was. It looked like, looked like he looked off the defender to give his guy a little more time to get away and separate, so that he can make a better pass. And then he kept it low to where only that guy was going to get it. And if he didn't catch it, it was going to be an incomplete pass. It, you know, the turf, the turf monster was going to get it. But, uh, dude, I, you know, and, and I think. I think, you know, as you said it earlier before we started, that all the rookie quarterbacks this past week looked pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. not, not just average. They looked good to pretty good. Um, even Lawrence, although he struggled, you know, he threw some passes where you can tell, okay, yeah, this dude can he's got a he's got a different kind of arm or he's got he's got he that pedigree. His was the only I, I didn't see Lawrence. I, these are the only highlights I haven't seen. Yeah. Lawrence was probably the worst, quote unquote, of the well, group. Uh, I think Trey Lance. Well, Trey Lance taking the even sacks. Though he had the, even though he had so, the so eight, he, 80 that, yard that touchdown. That touchdown pass was nice, man, on the money. Right. That that made up for a lot five, of stuff. Five for 14. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And, and the sacks he took. And the sacks he took. But, but they, I, I was impressed by all of them. Don't get, like, right. saying who was the worst is not like a true knock. All right. of them right. you see are franchise quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. All of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm still salty with the dude in New York. I in still York? just, yeah, I, he probably, he damn that looked the best. <laughs> yeah. He damn that looked the best this weekend. Yeah. After the well, hey, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad they did go ahead and take him. Yes. I, I am too. So I, 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 I like, I, I like number one. Yes. Jim, we good with who we got. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I like so no longer one. salty about so that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, New York. Let that be the Jets problem. This failed. Right. Right. <laughs> that's that said. Now that said. Now I. You know. And, and and Glenn, you talked about this 
he says, preface this, he went up against a number two defense. Mm-hmm. Second and third teamers were on the field when when uh, when when Justin Fields was out there. So I'm not ready to to build the uh, the Justin Fields wing and can't just yet. But um, but week one, man, I'm I'm ecstatic, man. I, I think we got a real future here uh, with this guy. Uh, but I just, we we need, we may need to just just tail it back just a little bit. Oh no, a lot of bit, a lot of bit. And here's the thing: I, I'm going to say this: I do not want him starting week one. No, I don't even care if he doesn't start September. I don't care if he doesn't start until mid-October. I, and if the Bears are doing well, I am all for the Mahomes aspect of things. Now, it doesn't have to be that way, but I, and here's why I say this. We still have offensive line issues. And your 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 worst fear is starting to become mine a little bit with Tevin Jenkins. Oh, so. now you're just seeing the light now. Well, so, I'm just accepting it. I always saw what you were saying. I just didn't want to accept so, it. So I've been talking to Glenn the last two weeks about this uh, Tevin Jenkins back issue. Back injuries don't really get better, mm. and we're you're, you're coming up. We're 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 having a Chris Williams situation now. He hasn't practiced the entire training camp. Mm. Um, he's you know supposed to be your your number one left tackle. And now you had to go out and go sign a Jason Peters, mm-hmm. who is, you know, 75 years old right now. Of age, yeah. Um, I don't know how comfortable I feel with that, you know. And maybe, Jason Peters is probably the best option we have right now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, this is, this is a, you know, uh, a Hall, Hall of Fame caliber right. uh, left tackle. But it's it shades of, remember um, when we went out and got Orlando Pace? Right. And we we were hoping that he was the Orlando Pace that was at Ohio State <laughs> and oops and, and, and the Rams and he just quite wasn't. Because I mean yeah. end of his career, man. You know, guys get old, man. And yeah. uh he wasn't moving the way he did in years past. And I'm I'm just hoping maybe maybe Jason Peters isn't there yet. Right. I don't know, but uh but yeah, I, I there's an issue on that offensive line right now. And then the entire right. I mean, James Daniels is out right now. Right. Um, uh, I think then Larry Borum kind of get nicked up too. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so yeah. So I'm, I'm concerned about the, and this, and this is why I'm not rushing Justin at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope, you know, uh, God bless uh, <laughs> the red rifle that he doesn't get banged up, but um, <laughs> I, I, I think about Joe Burrow last year and, yeah. I think about Joe Burrow this year and uh, about a week or so ago, I think Jay Morrison uh, writer for the athletic more or less was saying that Burrow, they didn't say it, but basically he's, he's gun shy right now in terms of like in the pocket, like he's not comfortable and Burrow himself is aware of this and Burrow himself has asked the coaches to do things during practice to facilitate people being around his knees, coming at him, just to try and get his pocket presence. That's how they're saying it nicely. Pocket presence. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's you're gun shy right now. And it's, that's understandable. That's dangerous. Yeah. It's understandable. And I'm not, he's a human being as bad as his injury was. And prior to that, just all the other sacks he was taking before that injury, I, I can see what that can be a problem. You know, and I don't want Justin to be in that situation because an injury can change everything. Because Burrow, 
before that injury. And we knew how bad the Bengals were, but you could still tell like, oh, he's special. He's doing some stuff there that, you know, other quarterbacks probably not, might not have been able to do. And he's he's tough minded and he seems like a great kid. I mean, just you know, I, I wish, the you know, all the positive things in the world for him, obviously. But right now it's like mm. and then I think back to David Carr and I'm going back some years. But David Carr, number one pick and he, again, these two, two these, both these guys are number one picks. Uh, David Carr going to the Houston Texans when they were expansion team. And that first year, man, do y'all remember how many sacks he took? That dude took 76 sacks in one yeah. season. And he came back the next season and he didn't, I think he had 20 or so, but he didn't finish the season. He played 11 games. And then the following season, he had like 45 or 46 sacks. And then his last real, you know, significant season with the Texans, uh, he had 68 sacks. So what that told me was he started seeing stuff and he just, you know, he wasn't reacting. He was, he was, it was like Bambi in some ways. Like some of those were like sacks because not because the line wasn't doing their job. He wasn't getting rid of the ball. He was hesitating. And it seems like that's where Burrow is mentally right now. And he's fighting through it and he's young. And, you know, you hope that they've got skilled players around them, but it means nothing if your line can't block. It means nothing if you're seeing ghosts, kind of like somebody said last year for the New Sam York Darnold. Jets, Sam Darnold. So that's a real thing. Now, I, I believe anybody playing NFL football, particularly the quarterback position, there's a tough mindedness you have to have just to stand in the pocket, just to put a helmet on, strap up and get out there anyway. You, you kind of, you know, <laughs> you, you take your, your life into your hands pretty much every time. I, I say that figuratively and slightly literally. Um, but it's definitely when there's some type of mental hurdles you have to overcome, I don't want our franchise quarterback. I don't want our potential superstar franchise quarterback to have to go through that or endure that because we rushed him. You know, it, it's like, dude. And like you said earlier, you know, even with Trubisky, we made the playoffs two out of three years. Okay. Nagy hasn't had a losing season. I do not believe his job nor our current GMs are on the line any longer because everybody sees what's going on and they can tell like, okay, we're, we've got this, we got that extra something special. Let's keep it going. So don't rush it. Let it marinate, let it matriculate, let it percolate. <laughs> and, and we will be there maybe not sooner, but we will be there, you know, not, not as, as later as, you know, we, we may think. And the schedule is brutal. And the schedule is brutal. <laughs> I, just, I just don't want to good. fall into that trap. And I was, I've, I've been here for Cade McNown <laughs> and him tearing up a preseason game. And you know, oh come on, man, a, he had a really good rookie year too. Don't, don't, do not compare. Dude, stop. Don't even compare Cade McNown no, to I'm Justin just, Fields. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm a jaded Bears fan here. He had a really good rookie year, and then you know his his mental instability uh, showed after that. Uh, I, uh, I was here for Rex Grossman, and now Rex did get us to the Super Bowl, if, if, you, know, uh, if you want to count that. Got us there. Well, you know what? I, I, I think I intercede right quick. Rex is another example of after the injury, he was less aggressive. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just don't want that. Yeah, yeah. He got he got hurt the preseason game, if I, mm, if I Yep. Well, he got, he got hurt twice. Got hurt twice. He missed a year. Uh, he got hurt the preseason game and came back late and then got hurt uh, the Vikings. Super Bowl year. No, 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 no. No, no. no, no, no. It was, it was year before, before that. Before that. 
the year I before I'm that. Saying, I didn't he get hurt. hurt the Super Bowl year too, though? No, 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 no. Orton no, started no. a bunch. No, of or that was 05. No, that was the year before. That was the year before. That was the year before. 05. Um, he came back for the playoffs, like a game before the playoffs, yeah, and they lost to came, the Panthers. He came back. I was at the game. He came back in the uh, Atlanta game uh, in 05, where it was six degrees, uh, Sunday night, or it was a Sunday night game. And, uh, yeah, got, got us to the playoffs, and we lost to the Panthers. Then, yeah, he, he lost. That's right. In 05, he got hurt in the Vikings game week three, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Orton took us the rest of the way, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, but yeah, so I'm not I'm not you know not wishing that on him either. But uh, I, I just I, I'm I want to scale back my excitement, man, because I was I was a little I was a little pumped up Saturday uh, after that game. I had to, to wait wait hold on, Ed. You gotta hey, well, you gotta chill a little bit, man. Be cool. Be cool. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, nah, I ain't scaling back my Me neither, man. No, me I am excited. <laughs> and I mean, hey, you know, you don't want, you know, injuries and things like that to happen. But hey, it's part of the game. If it happened, hey, I'd rather that I don't I don't want that, but I'd rather that than him to just flat out get out there and just start stinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm excited. I see nothing but positive from here on out. And I mean, hey, whatever happens, happens. But I, I don't, I'm not scaling back my excitement at all. Like I, right now, where we are in Chicago when it comes to sports, I don't know if we've been here in a long time. I'm talking NBA, MLB, NFL. This is exciting time for Chicago sports. Yeah, 2005. <laughs> 2005, 2006, we was here. Yeah. We were with the Bulls. Well, the White Sox won the World Series. The Bulls, the Bears, and the, the Bears, Bears were a playoff still... caliber team going to the Super Bowl. Um, and I can't remember what the Bulls were. Uh, we were 50 <laughs> 50. Two, two out of four. But just, just, just. Yeah, that's right. The Bulls were a playoff team, right? It's the Heinrich and the, the, right. the dang guys. You know what? I was away at school, and yeah. so that probably made it a little different for me that I wasn't home. But like, yeah, man, I, I just, I just love where we're headed with with Justin Fields being the the guy for the football team. Tim Anderson was on the south side, but they got going. Uh, it's just they don't exist right now and then <laughs> and then you know what we got going on and with the bulls man it, it's it's just an amazing time to be a chicago sports fan like i'm excited like like through the roof i can't wait to saturday to see him again <laughs> i don't care if it's first string second string third string i just want to see him out there like hey, speak, speaking of saturday uh Mitchell Trubisky makes an appearance <laughs> at Soldier Field for a preseason game. Um, meaningless one. Is that yeah? Is there is there going to be any type of hype for that for him or what you for what? You're you mean... backing up a two hundred fifty eight million dollar man, <laughs> but he's still you... probably going to take the majority of the snaps. I would assume. Yeah, he is, but it doesn't mean nothing. I actually think, and I, I can't remember who the back, the other third string quarterback is. I think Mitch is in a bit of a battle for the second string <laughs> spot because the other dude is pretty good. I think he had a pretty good line, 
I can't remember who it is right now off the top of my head, but yeah, I, I don't think Mitch should be, you know, exp- you know, necessarily just because he was number two pick overall, think that that's going to get him, uh, you know, uh, express access to being the clipboard holder right behind uh, next to the coaches. Um, I, you know what? I, I'm with you, uh, Smoke, when you talk about as far as I'm excited to see him. And I'm not, I'm not going to temper my expectations. I'm not going to temper my excitement. I, he is what I thought he was, and I want to see more of it. That being said, <laughs> I don't, I'm going to treat him like a Fabergé egg right now. <laughs> I, I don't want, I want to encase him in as much protection and bubble wrap as I possibly can. <laughs> because unlike the Bengals, who have had Boomer Sison and, uh, Carson Palmer and even Andy Dalton to a certain extent, we have not had a quarterback of this ilk in my lifetime. And I'm older than the both of you guys. And as tortured as you are as I am tortured er-der-der more <laughs> <laughs> because I had to deal with Bob Avellini. I had to deal with Bobby Douglas. I had to deal with Mike Phipps. And those were the better ones. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so I feel you pay, but I, I, I like, I'm like, I'm going to enjoy it. This is like that, that last piece of, uh, you know, you, you get that good, good rib, you eat or whatever it is you eat. That's really good. And you, you said, man, I'm a, I'm a line up all the tasty morsels that, that, that will make this last bite really good. And you just, you savor it. You just, you don't want to get to it right away. That's how I am with just, I like, look, man, I, I know it's going to be good. I just don't need to get to it right away because once I, if, if I do and it's gone, then it's gone. So I want to enjoy this for as long as I possibly can. So, uh, so yeah, man. But as far as back to what you said about Mitchell Trubisky, yeah, I think it's big for him. I think, you know, for him, it means something. I think for him, you know, I'm trying you know, to tell you guys you, you got wrong with the right. It's like, yeah, whatever, dude. If you was all that in a bag of chips, you'd have been here, but, you know, you'd have taken we had to get a different bag. We had to just get get rid of that vending machine. You would have been a two hundred million dollar man. Yeah, yeah. If it's right. if it's anything he's salty about is that yeah he did not get his uh what do you call it his extension his fifth year option and then oh yeah Jake the Jake oh yeah Davis Webb had a really nice uh, yeah, I'm line. Looking, I'm looking at I'm looking at the, yeah uh, at yeah. The, at their depth chart right now. I mean, dude, I mean, look, Jake Fromm is not complete garbage. He made, I mean, at least he was really good in college. And it looks like he's the kind of guy that could. He beat out uh, Justin Fields at Georgia. No, he didn't beat him out. He was the, (laughs) he was the incumbent coming off of going to the national championship game. So I get it. You're not going to start that guy necessarily. He, he he was given the job over over Justin Fields. He wasn't yeah. given. Well, he, he, he kept was, it. He was the, he was, he was incumbent. Yeah, I mean, dude, he went to the national championship game. If, if I'm if look, if I'm the head coach, as much as I love Justin Fields, you know, from what I can tell, he's a freshman quarterback coming in behind the guy that just took me to the national championship game that didn't lose it. The defense lost it. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, didn't Clemson uh, bench their starter? He didn't get him to the national championship game. He didn't get he and not only that, but he was looking kind of sketchy even in the wins. And he lost. They won. He lost. He was winning. He was limited, and you could tell that he was limited. And they saw some of the limitations the year before in the playoff, and then they saw the limitations that year with uh, uh, what's his name, the uh, quarterback that's at uh, Jacksonville now, 
name just escaping me. Number one pick. Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. They, they saw Lawrence. They were like, mm, you know what? Let's try now because if we're going to make a move now, so we have to make the move. But that's not the same situation. Jake Jake hadn't lost a hadn't, well, he lost what one game and it was a national championship game, and that wasn't his, really his fault. It's hard, it's hard to take it from the incumbent because because here's the thing: your teammates are like your, your team, not your teammates, but the, the team is like, well, this dude, we roll with this dude in the national championship. Like the locker room is Jake's locker room. You you don't just come in and disrupt that because some kid is more athletic. You need to see more than just that. So you groom him. But to Justin's credit, he's like, oh, look, I know I'm better than this cat, and this dude is not leaving next year. I need to make a move because I'm not going to waste my not time to, here. Not to go off on a tangent here, but what, what, why did why did he go to Georgia in the first place? He's from Georgia. He's from I, I understand that. Well, he started originally with Penn State. He originally signed with Penn State. Now, the question is, why did he change his mind from Penn State to Georgia? Well, Georgia, right. Mm. Um, but I, I say, hey, you know, maybe there's some good salesmen down in Georgia, you know. Um, it, they it, probably I, sold him on the SEC. Well, I mean, he knows that already. So why did he pick Penn State? You know, he's already, you know, that I'm sure every SEC school is coming after him. Hell, he could have come to Tennessee and started right away as far as that goes. But it, I think Georgia, because the, the, the appeal was that, that was that's a personal his, plug there. By the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure Georgia, Georgia appealed to him because he's at home. It's, mm-hmm. it's always something to represent your state. Your family gets to see you a little bit easier. And, and then he's probably thinking, and they may have said something like, you know, maybe the first, and I'm sure he knew the first year he may or may not start. I think he kind of understood that to some degree, but when it looked like Jake was going to come back the next year and when it looks like, and then we, it's one thing when you know what they tell you, but when you're there playing and you can tell for yourself, you can gauge for yourself. I'm better than that guy. Not only am I better, but I'm way better than that guy. That's probably that along with knowing that Jake was coming back one more year. And he's like, and y'all wasting one of my, because they didn't register him. They didn't register him. If they had registered him, he might have felt a little differently. So now you've wasted another year of my eligibility. Nah, uh, uh-uh, I, I gotta do. I have to advocate for myself because y'all not advocating for me in the right, in the right. But you know, you're not doing right by what you should be doing by. So I think that explains some of it. You know, as far as you know, I need to make that move because he could have come to Ohio State and still been behind people. If Haskins stay, you know, maybe if Haskins stays another year or the other talent that's there, he just wanted a chance to really compete. And I think he got more of that opportunity realistically and openly open competition at Ohio state. But I think again, the Jake Fromm thing, people keep trying to bring it up. Like Fromm was all that. I think you, you really have to factor me. You can't take away from the fact that he's the incumbent that took him to the national championship game. It wasn't like he threw a pick and lost the game. I mean, Tua just came in and robbed it from him and the Georgia defense just, you know, fell apart at the end of the game. They should have won that game. So, but anyway, back to Trubisky. Uh, Jake Fromm and Davis Webb are, uh, you know, I, I don't think Trubisky's got it, you know, just, I don't think it's wrapped up that he's a number two quarterback. And they're probably just going to keep two. And Wait, I don't you're think. Sa- you're saying that Trubisky could get cut? Why couldn't he? This is the NFL. Wow. That'd be, that'd be nuts. <laughs> well, think that about it. Well, look at Wow. Hey. Davis Webb, people talked about him when he was coming out as being a, a, arguably a first-round pick, a late first-round pick. And he went a little bit later, obviously. But he and Mitchell the same age. And Fromm is the youngest of, the, of those three. 
Right. All, all the quarterbacks are 26 and younger. So Davis Webb is bigger. He's just as athletic, if not maybe a little faster or about the same speed, but he's bigger. And Mitchell still has to prove himself. I mean, I mean, I, look, dude, I, maybe that offense will work best for, for Mitchell, but let's see what happens when he's here in Chicago. Fine, fine place to go and prove yourself. <laughs> I know. But, hey, if he can do that here, that means he can step up to the plate. The, the thing with Mitchell is, it's like, dude, you need to step up. He never stepped up when he was supposed to step up. Not not like he should have. Not like he should have. And he, he would kind of take half a step. So it looked like he was like, you know, that potential. He was burgeoning potential. Like he just on the on the precipice of doing something wonderful. Oh, the field goal kicker mixed, missed the field goal. So that's the field goal kicker's fault. Oh, the receiver dropped the ball. Oh, he got picked in the end zone. He was so close. Oh, he got sacked. He was really trying. It was always just something until we realized and Nagy realized this you know, no disrespect. I don't mean to, to, to disparage Mitchell more than I already have, but the head coach was like, no, I can't. I he, he did a single Terry. I can't win with this guy. <laughs> it just, it just won't happen. Can't win with him. Can't win with can't him. Coach with him. Can't do it. <laughs> well, I'm 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 sorry. I'm stuck on your Trubisky could get cut here. Yeah. He's only a two and a half million dollar hit. <laughs> Dude, that's nothing. Man, that's that would that, be insane. Wow. We'll, we'll see, man. Why we'll would see. it be insane? What we haven't it, seen I mean, people it fail? Would, it would it wouldn't be in, I mean, it just would be like wow. Why why are we saying that? What what in, in the years that he was here, what have we seen that says this dude it's, is it's it's not it's just it's just a shocker to see. To see it happen, I don't. I'm not saying it can't happen because the talent shows that it's very possible it could happen. It just will be like, wow. No, you know what's wild? You know what the shocker is? You know what's wild? Wow was wow. This dude was a the third pick. Oh wait, they moved up. They made him the second pick. This dude from North Carolina. They played 13 games and went eight and five. This dude was better than the national championship winner. Two-time national championship appearance, Heisman finalist, and bigger and better than the dude with the arm that can throw it through a wall. <laughs> this, 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 that was the wow. He was overvalued. That and look, I'm, I'm not blaming Mitchell. I'm blaming the evaluators, the tiny evaluators. That's why. That's why I've always said yeah, twenty. He's twenty-nine and twenty-one as a starter, and if you take away his rookie year. He's what, uh, 19, 25, and 13 as a starter? Taking his rookie uh, year away? That, oh, come on, man. I'm just come saying, on. man, that's... We all know the defense has a lot to do with that's, that. That's got to be unprecedented. If, if that happens, I always say, though, saying that's going to happen. Pace but. is the one that should have been on more of a hot seat. Yes, I agree. Than Nagy. I agree. I agree. Like, yeah. But then again, I can make the case for Pace, too. You know, he'd be like, hey, Nagy, you told me Bill of Goods. You told me you could coach him up. <laughs> you know? Hey, I got I got a real beef with, with Nagy if this Tevin Jenkins thing is uh, doesn't work out. 
Was that Nagy's exclusive pick? Not Nagy, excuse me, Pace. Because he didn't do his due diligence again? I was just saying that that can't happen. It shouldn't. That can't happen. Hey, remind me, I have a uh, NIL question for you guys at the end of the show. But let's move to baseball and uh, start with the Field of Dreams game, which I think was probably the most, one of the most exciting baseball games I've, I've ever watched, non-postseason games that I've ever mm-hmm. watched. I'd agree. Uh, that, man, I, that, that was such a, such a fun right. game to watch, man. They got it They got it 100% right, man. MLB got that right from start. And I'm talking about the whole two-day event. Man. From start to finish. Well, let's let's start now, with your your guys. Now, granted, yeah, play there. You know, seeing my guys, uh, Ace Program, White Sox Amateur City Elite Program, uh, being featured, 14U team being featured on the actual field of dreams against a team from Harlem, New York. Uh, to see them go out there and you know get that experience was was amazing, you know and. They got the dub. wasn't wasn't the prettiest, but hey, you know, to be on that stage at this early of their lives, you know, I'm sure I can I can't imagine what was going on inside. Like, did anyone did anyone have a cornfield shot? Yes, one of the kids, Brandon Stinson, hit one in the corn, man. Okay. First inning, grand slam. Wow, wow, hit one in the corn. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it was it was amazing. And then to go from that to Kevin Costner coming out, and then to see them guys coming through that corn like that, that, was, man. that was that was awesome, yeah, man. That was cool. Man, I'm sitting there watching that like, like stuck. Like this is this is amazing. Like yeah, this is crazy. Like what am I watching right now? Like, is this heaven? Like, for real. Like, and then for the game to play out the way it played. Like, I mean, you had the, all, all the stars showed man, up for that game. Man. All the stars showed up. Every yeah. last one of them contributed in some type of way. A little negatively on in your on y'all closest part, but hey. <laughs> yeah, that's, and it's you you mean soon to be former closer. But but it couldn't have played out any any better. And like A-Rod said it best, you know, he was like to have four of the home runs hit, because I think it was eight total. That eight total hit. home runs in the game. Four yeah. of the home runs hit coming from African-American players with the 100% African-American sealing yeah. the deal. In yes, 10 sir. You know, like me as a Yankee fan, I couldn't do nothing but but just smile in that moment. Like tip your hat, tip, tip the cap. Yeah, like, yeah. like I, I'm an advocate for black boys playing baseball. So to see Tim do it, hey, tip your cap and and move on. It was it, it was a amazing event, and it's it's something for every fan to look forward to in the coming years. Now the Absolutely. team that'll be the next year is. 
Yeah, I, I saw, I saw the report. It's, it's, it's Cubs versus Reds. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I don't know about that. I don't know if it's going to have the same luster, yeah. you know, because the Yankees and the Sox both. Sox is dominating their division. Yankees is on the rise. You know, like, I would think and I'm New not, York, Chicago, New York, Chicago. Say, but Chicago as, yeah. As I would have, they could have did Cubs Mets. I would say, as a White Sox fan, you know, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm biased. And I'm not saying that they should, you know, they should be in the game every year. But I would think I would want marquee teams in it. And right now, the Cubs are not a marquee team. Maybe, not you even know. close. Oh, well, no marquee they, players. Right, that's no what I'm saying. marquee players. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, may, maybe they know something we don't know. And you know, <laughs> they're going to be able to spend some money uh, this offseason. But, yeah, there are no marquee players there. So why would you want? Well. I think there there are teams that were there before 1919. You know, I think maybe they're going there with some original MLB type kind of teams. To me, Cubs Red Sox would have made a little more sense than Cubs Reds. You know, I think you I think you should do the National League American League back and forth, not necessarily have two National League teams. You said it's the Reds, right? Cincinnati Reds, it's right? The Reds, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the Reds, I mean, you know, they always start off the season. Usually that's one of the games you want, you know, the first pitch, usually the Reds is really is, traditionally has been up there. Um, and they've got, you know, a story tradition as well. I, but I'm with you. Like the Cubs is like, yeah, if, if those guys that just traded away were still there, even yeah. if they were winning, you still have a, a, a world championship team that, you know, within the last five to 10 years that people would recall. But now it's like, there's nobody there. There's nobody there, yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if yeah, if if Rizzo yeah. and Brian and Baez and those guys were still there, there, you know, you got to sense. You, you, you know, and I and I guess they're doing it to keep it localized as far as having Midwest. You know, Midwest. But the Yankees weren't like, this year though. But the, but, but the Cubs are. Sox. It was a Sox home game. Okay, because okay, they okay. were playing in Chicago. So like, I figure that's why. But like, maybe do the Brewers. Yeah, yeah. Do absolutely. a team. Do a team that's winning, or t- like just Cubs wait. right now. Like they are, and we don't. And, and hold on, we don't. We don't know that you know they're going to be the Brewers could suck next, next year. year. Yeah, you, you don't. Like, we don't know. Right. Like, do you do, do you have to make the determination before the season? I mean, can't yeah, can't because you have because well, you have yeah. to put in because this the, this the game was actually day. supposed to been played last year. Well, I think it, was, it yes. was supposed to be. It was supposed to be White Sox Cardinals last year. No, it was, it was. It was always originally White Sox Yankees. No, that, I heard that the Cardinals the were the very upset. first installment. So that must mean it was supposed to be 2019 that they were supposed to originally do it, and they mm-hmm. didn't. I thought the Cardinals were upset that they didn't get. Uh, they didn't get this year's game. Uh, I know because we, but my mom being a season ticket holder, we knew about it already. Right, mm-hmm. and it and we were going to plan to drive there because it was going to be Yankee Sox. Okay, okay. so I've been knew that it was going to that it was in the works. Maybe maybe, then, I, maybe I got that wrong. But then guess. with the COVID year, that wiped it out. Right, and so we wasn't sure if they was actually even still going to do it. Do it right, and then they end up doing it still. You know what, Cubs, Red Sox, but Cubs Cardinals would have made more sense. That would have. That would yeah, at least you got really a, at least it's a rivalry game. A rivalry game. Right. Yeah. And the rivalry games, even when the your team sucks, sometimes it's always like a competitive mm-hmm. game. Yeah, yeah. Both fan bases travel. Well, Cubs Sox would have made sense to me. 
No, you can't take Cub socks out of. Out I'm just socks. being. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just, I'm just being selfish. Yeah, I want to have it all. I want. I want the guaranteed win, and it for to be all Chicago. <laughs> see, watch, watch the Cubs. The Cubs gonna come to the South Side later. Later this month, and sweep us. Watch. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I don't know about no sweep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's impossible. They're so bad right now. <laughs> They're so bad right now. <laughs> but hey, smoke the Yankees though, man. After after one of my good friends, I trained his son. He's a Cubs fan. He texted today. He said, man, ownership should be fine for doing this. This is bad. <laughs> he said they might not win another game this year. They lost, they lost 12 straight, man. He said, he, wow. said, he said team should be fine for doing this, man. <laughs> he's, he's furious. They, they <laughs> lost 12 straight, and outside of Contreras, and Ian Happ, I still don't know any of the players on this roster, man. man. Hendricks. I'm sure, I'm sure Contreras oh, is Hendricks, like, why, yes, yes. why y'all leave me here? Oh, uh, Hayward there too, right? <laughs> right. Hayward did come back, yes. And I was, okay. man, that's, yeah. All right, enough, enough. That's a bad, that's a bad feeling. <laughs> but your Yankees, man, the Yankees came back after the loss on Thursday night in Iowa and, uh, yeah, gave, gave, gave the White Sox uh, a nice oh, little whooping there. Yeah. I mean, hey, five and one only. Did we put a little wager on this last time we uh talked? I don't, about I don't remember putting a wager. I don't remember putting a wager either. I'm gonna go back and listen. To we have to go back and listen. Back. So, and I'm gonna see. But I think we discussed. I don't remember something. that. I can't see. I can't Cause, see because it away brought up your, you know, your sandwich you old GM. It. But but hey, <laughs> but hey, it is. Hey, it don't even matter. Uh, I just hey, now hey. granted everybody's coming at me. Uh, y'all still got to make it to the playoffs. Yeah, and all this that's and that. right. That's hey, probably come back. They're right there. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. That's a team I do not want to see in the playoffs. <laughs> I do not want to see the Yankees come playoff time as a wild card team. No, um, I don't want none of that. Not early. Oh, man. We we we. Since the deadline, the moves we made have been phenomenal for us. Unfortunately, Rizzo goes down with COVID, mm. so and actually has symptoms. So we'll see how he shakes back. But right. Gallo has been absolutely really obliterating the ball right now, right. Um, and the team is just playing better baseball. We we're getting healthier. But we're right. still not there. We still missing some starters. Starting pitching. Pitching. Yeah. We still missing our closer. I was talking to Ed before we came on. I was like, man, it is I could say we could have walked away six and zero. We could have swept, but <laughs> Hendricks shouldn't have let us even get in that position to have the lead. Right. Two outs. Right. Up three. You give up two two run bombs. Yeah. That's insane. Like that game should have been over. <laughs> what's, man, what's the man? What's what's the deal with with, with the uh, the back end of the White Sox bullpen right now with, with both Kimbrel and yeah, I think Kimbrel and Hendricks have been the major disappointments. Yeah, so far the last week. Yeah. I, I feel better about Kimbrel going forward than I do Hendricks. Hendricks, 
he i think he's just stubborn dude he's like you know he's that classic stereotypical aussie hard-headed aussie you know oh, i'm just gonna do it my way you know i'm gonna take a fastball i'm gonna throw it and you know you hit it if you're mad enough to hit it if you're not then i'm more mad than you that's a good australian accent that is that is <laughs> thank you mates um <laughs> But I, I think, and that's how he comes across. And it's just like, dude, you can't throw a fastball that has very little movement and challenge people and miss. I mean, if, if you're going to do that, if you're going to fastball that doesn't have any movement, you need to be in on their hands. You need to be, you know, keep it tight so they can't extend their arms. He's throwing fastballs that aren't moving. And these guys are stretching their arms. Or he's throwing a slider, you know, to a guy. It's not, he doesn't have any heat on his slider. So a guy like Stanton can catch up to it, it you know, it helps him out because his bat speed isn't – he's still getting close to getting back to where his bat speed is, but that slider helped Stanton out, and that was a better pitch for Stanton to hit. I mean, dude, he's just making a lot of mental mistakes. And now for a guy like him who in pitching any professional sport, any position in professional sports, mentally, if your head is not there, you can be toast. Mm-hmm. And he is on that borderline because he's getting up what ten home runs I think this year 11, or, or 11, eleven right okay after, after eleven no, home not, runs wait, wait. no no it was more than because he gave up two to uh... that was I think he had eight at that point when yeah, he gave up two okay, okay, so, okay. so I think it's at eleven right so so right he's getting up eleven home runs and he only gave up one last year and you know we're talking about you need to be the closer going into the playoffs. So I'm I'm a little concerned about that, but there's still time enough to fix it. But he's going to have to. I don't know who the pitching coach is. I don't know who has his ear, but they need to. Uh, he, he he needs to dial it back, man, and reassess and and learn how to pitch better instead of just being a hurler. Well, hopefully he's figured it out here. Uh... White Sox A's just went final game one of that series. White Sox won five two. Thank God, because it was two nothing when I walked away from it. I'm uh, like, here we go again. And I want to bring up something with the White Sox too, by the way. When you when you're done, that oh, yeah, Kimbrel uh, pitched the eighth, uh, gave up one hit, three strikeouts. Nice. Hendricks came in in the ninth to shut him down. Three Ks. Okay, uh, struck out the side. So so maybe it's just we'll us, see. you know. The maybe it's are, just the Yankees. Are, are you know? very good team, Smoke. All right, now be maybe quiet, it's Mike. maybe it's just the Yankees. No, you're you're you know what though? I'm not saying you're, you're right. Be, I'm not saying right. to even really not, be funny. I'm with maybe you. Maybe it's just the Yankees. They see Speaking him better. How you were saying with Hendricks? But no, no, because Kimbrel, you Kimbrel can't expect up, to blow those guys. Kimbrel gave up the homer against the Cubs. Remember, he gave up the lead against the Cubs on uh, what day was yeah. that? Yeah, but he, the he ain't give up 11 home runs. I think I think we're talking about the, the quantity, you know, not so much the inappropriate. And the thing with Kimbrough against the Cubs, like he was just with that team, I, it, you know, and he's playing. It, it could be a little, you know, I wouldn't even put him out there against the Cubs. Not not that soon. I'd put him out against the Cubs the second time around. He had just left that squad. He, he was homer to, to, to some guy named Frank Schwindel. <laughs> My point exactly. His he head. He, he thought he could just groom on his. He, 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 he didn't even know who that was. Right, right. <laughs> he like, who is this guy? He wasn't even on the roster when I was here. I could just go and make this easy work. Right. Is that the is that the player to be named later? Was it Swindell? Uh, man, I never never heard of him. <laughs> to the to the to the trade deadline. Yeah. No, I, I was more because that that the one he gave against the Cubs, I wasn't. 
I mean, I'm like, okay, you know, it's just one of those things. I'm like, man, dude, I wouldn't even pitch him against the Cubs. Like, he was just, he was just there, you know. And it's like, it's got to feel awkward to some degree, you know. Just like, not, 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 not like he's tripping, but just a little surreal. Like, okay, like getting your bearings. Like he, I don't think he had his bearings yet, you know, when he came in. You know, if it was at a different ballpark, it probably, you know, he's probably okay. But I just thought that was weird. But Hendricks is the problem. That's just too many damn home runs. But to your point, Smoke, I think you're right. He made that be. It's just a bad matchup. This is a bad match. Those sluggers. He, you know, he he's a he's a fiery hurler, fireball hurling fireball pitcher against uh team mashers. That's just a bad matchup, dude. That's like adding fire. It's like adding gasoline to fire, dude. It's just he's he's combustible for the for the White Sox going up against a team like the Yankees. Now maybe he does better against a team like the A's. They don't have as many mashers. Maybe he does better against a team like Boston. Not as many mashers. You know, maybe he does. So-so against Houston, not as many mashers. But the Yankees, I mean, like, everybody's a damn masher. <laughs> yeah. one, one thing I know, especially Judge. Judge is a better hitter than Stanton, Stanton by far. Yeah. But one thing about both those guys, you ain't beating them with too many fastballs. No. And Stanton, I would never throw him one. He's going to chase. He going to chase some pitches. Like, and for Hendricks to throw that fastball. Like, I, think, I think it was like a slow slider. I didn't think it was like a, a good fastball. It was like a, it was like a not fast slider. Something that was, that, was, that was too good of a pitch. Right, that didn't move. Like, didn't do nothing. Like, <laughs> I would, if I'm ahead in the count on stat, I'm not doing nothing in that box. I'm in the dirt. I'm high because he don't have any type of play discipline with two strikes. He's going to swing. And we saw it yesterday. Uh, I don't know who was in the game. Who was on the mile? Was it Cease? Because Cease started, right? Cease yesterday. started, yeah. yeah. I'm wondering if he was still in the game at this. I think so. And he threw a curveball that, I mean, a slider that bounced 10 feet in front of the plate. <laughs> And Stanton swung at it with with no hesitation. Like, like I think Hendricks, like you say, being stubborn, like thinking his stuff is just that good, and like and Judge just mashes against the Sox. He just he just he hit what three home runs in the weekend? He had two and one uh, game and the uh, dream game. game. Yep, and he had the one on Kimbrel. Kimbrough gave up one that was a big one too in the Saturday's game. But yeah, man, it might be just a matchup. I hope we see you all down the line. I, I do too. I, I, I ain't scared. No, I, I ain't scared. I, I ain't scared. That's the one thing. <laughs> hey, I'm going to pull a Bernie. I'll be honest. I will pull a Bernie Mac. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. <laughs> I ain't scared I'll, of you, motherfuckers. I'll be honest. I do not want to see the Yankees. Milk and cookies. Milk and cookies. <laughs> I, I will celebrate. <laughs> they don't make the playoffs. I will celebrate. <laughs> but what I want to say about the White Sox, right quick, I, I'm just, I'm, and maybe, you know, it's just me, but I've been noticing a disturbing trend that they are down behind early, like first and second, and then they're down two. Every time I look up lately, it's two nothing. Three nothing, two nothing, three nothing, two nothing. First and second end. It's like, dude, stop putting them behind the eight ball. Can can we get away from this disturbing trend? Because in the playoffs, it's harder to to overcome two and three runs. You know, runs are 
are few and far in between, generally speaking, in the playoffs. They're hard to get and hard to come by, particularly since we seem to only win majority of our games when we're hitting home runs. You know, we're not of the manufacturing. T- we have the ability to do that, but we haven't been doing that. So I'm a little disturbed by that trend. Am I just tripping or has that been something could it, noticeable? Could it be that they're up by so much right now that, you know. They coasting? Yeah. I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing. That damn Sox lineup is brutal. Yeah. What, you mean that they're not scoring and they're brutal? Because that's what uh, I've been no, saying lately. That is, no, that is a deadly lineup. When they're on that, when their things are firing off, but their pistons aren't firing right now. Mm. They misfired. They're, they're like hit and miss. It should be. I'll, it say, should I'll, be. Say, I'll yeah. say the game Saturday against the Yankees, they left a lot of runners in scoring position. Yeah, yeah I think they 12, had 13 think. hits. Yeah. Like, they had 13 hits that game, but they left a lot of runners in scoring position. I did, but also they were down to start every last one of those games. They were. They were down in the Field of Dreams game. Mm-hmm. I think it was two nothing or three nothing. Three, three nothing, I think it was. Three nothing. Then they end up going up seven three. Right. And then we came back, and then Tim hit the home run. Saturday's game, we were two nothing or one nothing, something like that. Wait, they were two down nothing. three. No, uh, bro, you hit the first. You're right. You're right. Y'all went yeah, up Bray first. Was up one Y'all went up yeah. first, and yeah. then uh, I think Judge hit the three run shot. Right. Right. That three made it, right. That's right. That's three right. One. You're right. So, so it felt like we were down. <laughs> <laughs> But but each game came down to you all having to try to come back. Right. Right. Like, and that's which I they, think which, that's more so what which they had some clutch came, hits. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. very they, clutch they hits. A Braves home run Saturday games. with two outs down the run, two strikes. They catch had, a hang. Uh, up. They I had mean, 10 hits tonight against uh against the A's. So yeah, they, they, that's, man, they, that's that's a good thing. And and Eloy and Louis Roberts are are fairly they're yeah. just getting back. Yeah, yeah. Like and they and that damn Eloy is like the he scariest batter. Yes, he can hit. <laughs> I, I, I used to think Abreu was the best batter on the team. I think Eloy might be the best batter on the team. Like the balls he hit us so hard. He hit one so hard that uh Chapman today, whoever third. <laughs> so one, the ground ball he hit came off one team, but he picked that up easy. The next one he hit was a line drive. That was at 102 off the bat. It hit off the glove. <laughs> that's what gave that's what gave the Sox the lead. That he knocked in uh Tim Anderson. But like I I enjoy watching them play. Like yeah, fun, they fun are a fun team to watch. Yeah. That lineup is scary. Thursday game, Field of Dreams. When I saw Tim, when we walked the first battle, I just put my head down. I'm like, <laughs> like, you don't want Tim Anderson coming up with somebody on base. Then we almost did it Saturday. Bases loaded to yeah, us, up yeah, two with yeah. Tim Anderson coming. I'm like, oh, oh my God. I just, this can't I just, be happening. <laughs> I just need the opposite field single over the first baseman's glove. It rattles in the corner. That that would have been like, sweet. I didn't even that, need a home run. Man, that lineup is scary, man. And and right now, I think the biggest issue is the close. The 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 back end of the bullpen, which everyone, including myself, thought 
that was going to be lockdown the surest thing to the team and right now they not they're not there yet yeah. you know if they get their sales together they're going to be able to hit with the best of them. let's hope just, just my opinion mancada right. mancada needs to get it together though i need a little more consistency from him because he yeah. if if because if he if he gets it together and, and and when i say get it together if he just hits 270 the rest of the year you know but timely hitting with his speed, his ability to you know, maybe hit from both sides of the, of, the, of the plate, it makes it very difficult when it comes to bullpens trying to figure out who to put out there, especially if he's going to be hitting six now. You know, if he's hitting six, that 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 makes him even more. I love, I always love him hitting second, but <laughs> if you put Vaughn second, I'm okay with that because he's a contact hitter. Uh, but you you get man, you get him batting six. That that just makes it different. And then with Grandal's is in the you know in, in the wings waiting to come back too, so that gives you a little bit more power and another switch hitter. How far away is he? Uh, probably I say mid mid September. Right yeah, I say mid September. Okay. He's in Birmingham right now. Who do you who do you uh, sit down? Who do you sit Savala or Collins? Collins, because he's been struggling. Savala is seems to me to be a better better catcher overall. Um, and he's, he, uh, Collins seems like he's taking a step back. I know he's a lefty bat, but if I got Grandal coming back, I got this, you know, I got to switch it over there and Goodwin is another lefty. So I can, I can let Collins, you know, Hey, Brian Goodwin, man. He said, yeah, y'all, y'all ain't getting, <laughs> <laughs> get rid of me. You can't get rid of me. Um, and especially with Engel being injury prone this year, I think keeping Goodwin makes the most sense. Um, I, I send Collins down. I mean, hell, it's the fact that you send in Collins and Gavin Sheets down it just shows you how deep your team is, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's Sheets, Sheets has really been uh, was really hidden before. Uh, yeah, he had to go down. So yeah, and uh, Caesar, I mean, Caesar just had a bad day the other day, but again, another switch hitter. I mean, the, the, the Cubs. I mean, it's Cubs. I don't know why I keep saying that. The Sox. <laughs> the Sox have. The Sox can be a conundrum for a manager trying to figure out what what pitchers in the bullpen to bring out, and now that, that rule where you got to keep them out there for for three three at, three, three, three at, three at bats, bats. Yeah. and you got switch hitters, it's like okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and and a, and a White Sox, you know, going back to last year, were were deadly against lefties. So I'm like, hey man, yeah, I, I agree. The White Sox potentially lineup can be devastating but it's just it's been a little inconsistent of late um and that's against some of the better teams and their record against the good teams is under significantly under 500 yeah, so yeah, yeah. um i mean 17. well we'll see we're gonna see uh these next few series here they've got uh, they got oakland now they got the blue right. jays coming up right um they got they, they, they go to Tampa Bay. They got the yep, Rays. they got Tampa. They got the races too. Yep. So you're going oh. to see. Yeah. All series. See I really need them to goddamn do their damn job. <laughs> 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 hey, last thing before we go. Uh, college football. Uh, NIL. BYU signed a deal with, uh, what was it here? Um with some company where they're basically paying the tuition of all of their walk-ons. Wow. Mm. 
So now the, technically it's legal. That sounds like a scholarship. But that's yeah, that's, <laughs> what that's what I'm getting at. Is that is that skirting the line a little bit there? I mean, I don't care. I mean, I mean, I don't even know why we should ever care other than you're going to tell me that the, the rich are going to get fatter, but that's kind of been the case anyway. Like I never understood that argument. I'm like, so Michigan's still going to have the best, you know, facilities, Alabama, Clemson, all these schools. So if you're telling me that, you know, it's uh, football, football. Yeah. Yeah. That's football. Yeah. So, so if you're telling me that, uh, let me pick a school. Like if you're telling me that, um, uh, who's a mid midland school? If you tell me that Duke or you tell me Wake Forest is not going to be able to compete because it doesn't have those kind of resources that Clemson has, I'm like, well, that's always been the case. You know, Wake Forest can't pay for players; to, to, they can't do that. Okay, and the Wake Forest needs to figure something else out. <laughs> you know, I, that sounds like a Wake Forest problem. I mean, it. The, the, I, I I mean, you paying for their tuition? Okay, so what is that? Their tuition's paid for. Yeah, great. These young men have opportunities to go to school, and if they walk on, chances are they're not going to the next level. So they can network. You know, maybe they get a job through the boosters after the playing days are done at at, at, on a floor level. Maybe at a ceiling level, they get a job. You know, international corporation, and they're making money. I mean, okay, I never, I I never saw what the what the big deal about that would be. Anyway, I, I. So I think, of course, like Jim said, never have an issue with with stuff like this. I think my only thing is most guys that's a walk-on on a football team aren't really playing. Most guys. I'm not saying you don't you have your exceptions, right. but most times your scholarship guys are the ones that's playing. Right. And I just think of uh sports that don't get a lot of scholarships like how about help those programs that makes more sense first that's that's all i'm saying i'm i'm not saying it's wrong at all but it's like a kid you paying all their all their tuition this is is a a sponsor this is a sponsor that uh that wants to be associated with the football program yeah i mean the reason reason i say it's skirting the rule is because now you, you You've got a situation where you can, hey, we can bring some extra uh, scholarship type guys in and, you know, not necessarily have them on scholarship, but they're getting their tuition paid anyway. So, yeah. Boosters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's, that's, well, the, yeah, that's, that's the boosters. That's the boosters dream. Yeah, Wet that's going to open the door for the messy C schools. Any more than it already has. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, mean, I mean already. Let's, let's be real. This, they, this they're already dominant. Yeah, they're already dominant. I feel. <laughs> I feel about the SEC like you do your Yankees. I'm like, hey, because uh, I'm like, yeah, that ain't gonna inspire no kid to go to Utah. Ain't BYU in Utah? Yes, sir. Like Provo. They ain't gonna inspire me to go to a Mormon school. They somehow, well, they, they somehow get guys, man. dude. They, I they, mean, they get, they get, they get what their what their market 
call. I, I'm saying. I wouldn't mm. go to Pro Bowl to go to BYU, but they they get guys, man. Hey, hey, now it's not just BYU, the Utah, and also Wyoming. Wyoming's got a lot of brothers. They had a pipeline here to sh- Chicago. You know, there are a lot of guys from the south suburbs and Chicago in the area that were playing ball at in Wyoming. And I'm like, how the hell you get them out to Wyoming? Sometimes, you know, getting someone out of a situation that's less conducive to their success, mentally, emotionally, all that stuff, and opportunity to kind of remove them from a, a negative environment to an environment that has possibilities or better possibilities. I mean, yes, they're not going in droves. I agree with you. But they say hey, the brothers have played at Wyoming. They've been some brothers at, on, on the youth. Oh, yeah. And, and think about it. Don't forget, uh, what's our friendly neighborhood? Uh, Simeon uh, alumnus was a uh, Mormon. Is he not? Or is a Mormon? Is he not? Basketball? Jabari Parker? Uh, Jabari. Yeah. yeah. So he, uh, BYU was a possibility just because of the religious. <laughs> so, so I'm saying because of, of this religious aspects yeah. and that may, I don't know how far swung and far flung those, you know, the Mormon yeah. religion is, but Hey, you know, the prospects of having more than one wife might appeal to more than one person. Just saying, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> oh, allegedly, Glenn, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Yeah. They, I don't, I don't think they practice that anymore. <laughs> Sure. Air quotes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke in the GM podcast. Thank you very much, man. Had a good time. Uh, thank you, the listener, for uh, uh, for choosing us. We greatly appreciate it. We don't take your listens lightly. You can find us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio. And anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts, uh, you can also catch us at hp53productions.com, where you'll find a link to our podcast, as well as the Super Duper podcast, hosted by Rob Griggs, and the Father Good podcast, hosted by Kenny Stevenson and Marshall Givens. Uh, also, take a look at, uh, we've got merch on the website as well, so take a look at that. Uh Love the mugs. Love the mugs. Hats, t-shirts, all you can get, man. So go, go, go grab it, man. Hood, hoodies are dope. With that, Glenn, please take us out. As always, I ain't saying we're right. We just don't think we're wrong. About Justin Fields! <laughs> <laughs> Number one. We catch you next week. <laughs>